We are back with another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Uh, Taylor, we were going to really have uh, a hard time figuring out what we were going to talk about this week. And then, <laughs> and then about 12 o'clock came today. And uh, not only did Aaron Rodgers announce that he was staying, but literally like a minute after um, the the big time blockbuster deal went down. And honestly, I mean, we sort of maybe expected it a little bit, um, but maybe not each party marrying. Right. We expected Russell Wilson to go somewhere. We expected Mm -hmm. the Broncos to be in the market for a quarterback. But I don't think many people were pairing Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. Nonetheless, here we are. The NFL blockbuster of the season so far, Russell Wilson has been traded to the Denver Broncos. The details are as such. And let me tell you, the Denver Broncos gave (laughs) up a lot. And I I think, quite honestly, it's ridiculous how much they gave up for a 32-year-old quarterback. But we'll we'll get to all that here in a second. The Broncos uh, have sent Drew Locke, which, okay, whatever, uh, Noah Fant, Defensive lineman Shelby Harris, and, and if you don't know much about him, he's very, very good. He's 30 years old in the middle of his prime, considered a leader in the locker room. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick for Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Now, keep in mind, yes, Russell Wilson's a future Hall of Famer. Yes, Russell Wilson's a 10-year vet. But it's safe to say that you know the best is behind him, I think. I mean, this is a 32-year-old going on 33-year-old, and he had to go to somewhere that was Super Bowl ready. Do I like the Denver Broncos roster? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I thought they were a quarterback away, and I and you and I have had many talks on on this show, and I've said this a couple times. I compare them to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They needed the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had the defense. They have the offensive weapons. They need the quarterback. So is this the right situation for Russell Wilson? Yeah. I, I think so. But when you look at Russell Wilson's play the past year, what Denver had to give up to get Russell Wilson, Denver's going to be much, much better. They're going to make the playoffs. Do not get me wrong. But um, forgive me if I don't feel like that excited about this trade. Like, yes, Denver got a, a great piece here in Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL historically. And after 10 years in Seattle, it, maybe it was simply time for a change. I, I'm sure Russell Wilson would love to prove me wrong, but I, I think an Aaron Rodgers would have been. Now, obviously, Rodgers said he was staying in Green Bay. Denver can't do much about that. You don't know the future of what Deshaun Watson is going to be in the NFL. Uh, and the quarterback market is tricky this year, and we knew you'd have to give up a pretty penny to get a guy like Russell Wilson. That's just the market this year. The draft is not very good when it comes to quarterbacks, so you're going to have to give up a lot for a quarterback. But when you look at simply the division of of Kansas, you know, the best division in football now uh, could be argued. Yeah, could be argued. I think so. Um, You look at the quarterbacks of Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Throw in Derek Carr if you'd like. Um, (laughs) Broncos are still the third best team in the division for me. Well, yeah, I mean. Probably, but I don't, I really, you need to see how Russell Wilson plays because if you look at how he played the last couple of years, yeah, he had down years in that, you know, the team 
as a whole didn't didn't perform well like he, he didn't have a winning record um uh the last year but years before that i mean 12 wins 11 wins 10 wins like th- those are good numbers especially in a hard division like the nfc west and so i just think that it was more of the seahawks pairing was kind of it had run its course it he wanted to leave obviously that's why he's leaving he has a no trade clause so he controlled exactly where he went and when he went um so if he didn't want to leave he wouldn't be leaving um and he wouldn't be leaving to where he he, he chose the broncos essentially given who wanted him and who he had the choice of um, I know the Colts probably called about it and there's a good chance Russell Wilson was just like, nah, I don't want to play in Indianapolis. And so, so be it. He didn't. Um, I don't actually know if that's what held it up. You know, the Colts don't have a ton of, they don't have this to give to them, especially this year. Cause you know, I'll, you have I our will first say this, the, the, well, thank you. Uh, the commanders <laughs> um, were the other team the heavily <laughs> in pursuit. And it sounds so horrible to say. And I feel, just say Washington. Just keep I feel, calling it Washington. I, I feel like a clown. Can, can, can we make that a sports with the Zeta tier rule? We're just going to call yeah, them Washington. Washington. They're not the commanders. Uh, Was- Washington was in heavy pursuit and supposedly had offered multiple first rounders, but mm-hmm. Seattle wanted more. And yeah. I, to, to your point, there were not many teams out there that really had the the sources to make this type of deal. I don't think not many people thought. Deal, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think many people thought Denver was that team. I mean, a lot of people looked at the Eagles because of all the picks that they have. A, a lot of people looked at the Panthers possibly because of the potential move of Christian McCaffrey, a, a guy like that. It, you know, Houston and. Uh, this is this is a Broncos team, though, that, I mean, you have new head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who has worked with Aaron Rodgers for years. So we know he comes from the offensive side of the ball and has experience with, with top-tier quarterbacks. And then now you look at your wide receivers, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick's a nice piece. Uh, um, don't sleep on my boy K.J. Hamler. Uh, you know, he, he's coming back from a torn ACL, but he's a speedster. Um, I don't like losing Noah Fan. That bothers me. That bothers yeah. me to the point, and I get it. Tight end is not, uh, you know, the most glorified position, but it's becoming a more important piece in an NFL offense now than it really has been in years past. If you don't have a good tight end, I mean, a tight end is more considered a wide another wide receiver at this point in today's yeah, game. Um, so now you're looking at yeah. Albert Okwabom, uh as your starter, and then the running back situation. You're yeah. looking at Javante Williams. So the offense is good, and the defense certainly. I mean, you can't argue with the defense. The defense is no. I, I mean, loaded with talent. We don't need, even need to talk about it because mm. if you follow football, you know the Broncos are are set on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, yeah, the pieces are there. I just and this is a Broncos organization that since Peyton Manning have been craving. A quarterback. I mean, it, you you go through the list. I, I mean, it, it's stupid the amount of quarterbacks that they try. But whether it be Brock Osweiler, whether it be Drew Locke, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater, I, I mean, the list goes on and on and on with the Broncos. Um, so yeah, does Russell Wilson make sense? Yes, at thirty three years old. But I wonder, is this a Broncos team? And, and this is what we're going to find out. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. You have to let it play out, and I, I and you could agree or disagree, but. I mean, this is a Broncos team that's very young and very promising, but does the rest of the locker room and the age and the state of the roster fit into the bill of a 33-year-old Russell Wilson who, you know, was set to count for $37 million against the cap and and, and really 
over the past two years, really since the first half of 2020, has not played well, has been injured, and has not played good football. Yeah, and I when I look at the Seahawks, though, I, I look at the, the fact that their defense, since the Legion of Boom all left and they've all dispersed, they've all gone somewhere else, the defense was never really good, so he was often playing from behind a lot and not able to compete with teams that way. So I don't know. I, I think a new environment is going to do wonders for him. And in terms of the weapons, like you you, you mentioned a few there, you mentioned you know losing Noah Fan is big, but um, I was going to say, I mean, I, I've seen Russell Wilson make Will Disley look amazing. Um, in stretches so I, I think that Russell can can adapt to it he's never been a really big tight end guy anyway I remember when you, Jimmy Graham was in the Seahawks and it was like oh this big thing like Jimmy Graham he's gonna have a revival didn't really happen I mean he was he was decent but I don't think that w- Russell Wilson really relies on his tight ends as much as other Q- QBs do and him saying he's 32 going on 33 I mean I just really don't know what to make of numbers age-wise when it comes to quarterbacks because we just saw Tom Brady I know Tom Brady is an outlier but Drew Brees was up there and you know uh Philip Rivers was like 39 or 38 when he retired you know what the difference between those guys are well those guys don't rely on their mobility to escape the pocket the other that's a big part of his game True, true. It is certainly a big part of his game, but it's not so much like he relies on it like Lamar Jackson does. He can still throw from the pocket. Um, Russell Wilson, that is. Um, I don't know. I, I think that this could work. I think that it's still a tough situation because whoever went to the Broncos was going to be going into, I think now, like the best uh, division in football because I think the AFC West and the AFC uh, or the NFC West and the AFC West just flipped because now, you know, who's the best uh, or worst quarterback in the AFC uh, West? Is, car. I mean, car, obviously, but the car's not bad. Like, car's not amazing. He's not bad. Not good. Yeah, but he's not, not bad. Not bad, but he's not good. Drew Locke? Drew Locke now. No, he's Drew bad. Locke's bad. Yeah, he's Drew bad. So, so, the, so the Seahawks are bad now. So, like, so now the uh, NFC West has a team that's bad. Like, the Seahawks are going to win maybe six games. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, I, cap, well, let, I cap it at, like, six games. Let's be clear. When it, when it comes to... Seattle this is a team that's clearly now now moving forward obviously you bring in a lot of pieces you you have the multiple picks and now you know you're you're taking on 26 million dollars in dead money by trading Wilson and that is actually the second most dead money a team has ever incurred um Hmm. second only to the Eagles who ate (laughs) 33.8 million dollars this past year in the Carson Wentz trade um, but this is a team when you look at the Seahawks that look, Bobby Wagner is probably going to go. You still have mm-hmm. to figure out Tyler Lockett. Now you, you look at maybe Jamal Adams, you look at the potential of DK Metcalf going somewhere. You've already seen teams potentially being in the mix for DK Metcalf. One of them being the Eagles. I would love Howie Roseman to write that wrong and bring DK Metcalf to bring across. <laughs> I mean, I would love the Colts to do it too. That'd be awesome. But, um, but the, but the, the, the Seahawks are going to be absolutely um, brutal. Russell Wilson has two years left on a uh, four year deal with $51 million left of $140 million. That's part of the extension. He signed in April of 2019. Uh, Wilson leaves the Seahawks, obviously, as their career leader in most relevant passing categories. And, of course, the only quarterback to win a Lombardi trophy for the Seahawks against, yep, you guessed it, the Denver Broncos. One last side piece before we... 
Well, that, yeah, you know, maybe if they ran the ball, ran uh, the, ball. <laughs> the, the Seahawks as a little side piece are scheduled to play a home game against the Denver Broncos in 2022. So I think you would probably agree that the only way that the Broncos win this trade is if they win a Super Bowl. Oh, otherwise, yeah. otherwise you gave up way too much. You gave up yeah. way too much. The Unless Broncos you win a Super Bowl, are... you, you, you lost this trade just because there's, there's so you gave up so much of your future. Um, and so you better compete and you better compete right now and you better be in the, the Super Bowl in the next couple of years and win it. And this like, is... I, I don't even know if it's enough to get there. You have to win. And, and, and looking at the return, like, and I'm so glad the Eagles did not get more serious about this trade because I, and, and I had tweeted this earlier and I kind of just translated this into Eagles speak. And I mean, this is like sending. Dallas Goddard, Javon Hargrave, Gardner Minshew, two of our first round picks this year, a second, two seconds, a fifth, like for, for a 33 year old quarterback. Hell no. I, I mean, I'll, I'll settle with Jalen Hurts. Now the Broncos are a little more desperate for a quarterback's position. Yeah. So it's different, but I, I mean, that's just kind of like uh, uh, take it with the Colts. I mean, that that's like, that's like looking at your, all right, let's, let's take the uh, first rounder this year, first rounder next year. Um, let, let, let's send, uh, Let's send Carson, which I mean might happen anyway. Let's <laughs> let's send off Carson. Let's send off, um, you know, one of your top, I, like I don't know, Heinz or something. Y- yeah, like, yeah. Like not a good guy, but like a pretty I mean, you don't have a tight, you don't have a tight end Doyle, because Jack Doyle Doyle's retired. Doyle's so, retired, yeah. so can't so, can't yeah, use that one. Really, but but I mean, it's just I saw you were running into that because you were like, I can't say Doyle because he just retired. Yeah. So, yeah. It's no, it's Molly Cox. Um, yeah, Molly Cox. Yeah, my my, my, my favorite thing about this lot. trade though is is the the fourth rounder um, that they're getting with uh, yeah. Russell Wilson. So I want to like they yeah. sat down and they were like, all right, we want this, 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 and you can get Russell. And they were like, well, that that's too much. <laughs> can we at least get something back? And they're like, uh, we'll give you a fourth. They're like done great <laughs> yeah excellent like, thanks yeah, perfect that's just what i wanted but, uh, oh, man i mean what no. a haul for what a haul for seattle. seattle did well for themselves um better than i expected russell wilson to bring in. like this is the type of return i would have expected like deshaun watson to reel in mm. not, not i russell still wilson. think he will get oh oh you like you that. look at you look at the deshaun watson market now if russell wilson hauled in this now mm-hmm. it, this isn't to say deshaun watson is a better quarterback than russell wilson but right now he is i i would say I mean, I he's, think he's I, 26 years old too right the thing. so so you're looking at a 33 year old russell wilson bringing in this what's a 27 year old deshaun watson is more our point. What is he going to bring in? It's going to be interesting to see, especially considering now uh, Taylor Aaron Rodgers is now staying in green Bay and Devonte Adams is tagged. And, you know, I, it kind of had this feeling over the off season that they, they were in a different spot than they were last year. And you mm-hmm. just kind of felt that this was going to be the way it was going to come together. And, Sure, sure as well. Aaron Rodgers is back and Devontae Adams will be as well. And I, I mean, it, it's not a coincidence that the dominoes started to fall like we saw with the Russell Wilson trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it was like snap of the finger. Boom. Rodgers makes his announcement that he's returning. Boom. Russell Wilson is a Bronco. Excuse me. What? Um, <laughs> the Packers. Uh, I mean, so the Packers say they have agreed to a deal with Aaron Rodgers, but yet 
Rodgers has said, look, the deal is not done. So to be clear, like Aaron Rodgers hasn't signed any type of a deal, but it is coming. Now, when it comes to uh, Devontae Adams, uh, the franchise tag total is about $20.1 million for Devontae and will count on the Packers already overloaded salary cap. Like I said, Packers are already over the cap by $27.5 million. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind the money that they are going to be putting into two players, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, they're they're going to try to get Adams to sign a long-term deal. That would lower the cap number. Supposedly, per the reports, Rodgers' deal will not – um, deeply impact the cap situation for Green Bay, but I, I mean, you look at we stop it this year, at, right? You look at this. You you look at this roster right now, and if they're unable to go and get some more help on the offensive side of the ball outside of Adams, I mean, it's going to be the same story over and over again. The Packers will be great in the regular season, but do they have enough when it comes to the postseason? Aaron Rodgers himself. Should be enough, but at this point in time, nothing he's done in the postseason of late has shown that he could do it by himself. He simply hasn't. So when you look at what the Packers' view is going to be this season and possibly next season as well, um, the Packers, I mean, this is something that the Packers had to do because they had to compete, but at the same time, you're kind of hindered on what you could do to help the situation when you're giving probably my guess is upwards of 70 to $80 million to two players. Yeah. You're going to be strapped for cash. You're already strapped for cash. As you mentioned, 27 million over it already. Um, And then, you know, you're going to get into when Aaron Rodgers is in his very, very late thirties going on 40 and he's going to be probably, you know, $40 $40 million or something. It's, it's going to be absurd. And, and so you're, you're going to be strapped for cash then, especially. So I, I don't know. It, it, it locks it up for Aaron Rodgers and he has financial security. Will the Packers win with this? I really don't know because we've seen this time and time and time again for mm-hmm. years and years and years. He, he, Aaron Rodgers is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. And he has one Super Bowl to show for it. Um, in that same time period, you know, Tom Brady has racked up, you know, seven. And so, you know, it's for for the Packers. They need to be successful in the postseason. And I don't know if he doesn't have trust in anyone besides Devontae Adams. We saw that this year. Um, I think we've all seen, or most people on Twitter have seen the clip um, of you know the last play of uh, it was third and whatever um, in the the championship game uh, against uh, San Francisco, and he had Adam Lazar, Alan Lazar wide open and he didn't throw to him because he tried to force it to Adams. And that's just how he does. He, he trusts Adams the most and he forces it to him sometimes whether that will change. I don't know with stability. Now, now that he he's not going anywhere, he's not hopefully for his sake, not calling retirement after a year or two, like Brett Favre going in and out of retirement. Let's hope that's not the same situation. He doesn't have to deal with uh, Jordan love because they're probably going to have to get rid of Jordan love. Anyway, if they have Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. there, there's no sense keeping Jordan love. Um, especially when he's not that great of a backup to begin with, I don't think, from the times we've seen him. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if if the Packers are really going to be successful, especially now that they're even more strapped for cash than they will be, especially paying a wide receiver upwards of $20 million. It'll probably be a little less once they actually 
put a deal together that's not this franchise tag. But if they go in with this franchise tag, it's twenty million dollars on the cap, and it's that's rough. Yeah. So when you're really looking at the future of the Packers, and I wanted to touch on Jordan Love as well, you almost are going to assume that at this point, based on the state of his contract on the rookie status and the fact that, you know, he is probably not going to see the starting job in Green Bay. It's going to be on the Packers to find a suitor for Jordan Love, and it's going to be tough to really find one with the volume, but somebody's going to be out there believing in him. You look at some of these quarterback-starved franchises, I don't know, is Seattle going to make a move for him now? I think – is Houston going to make a move for him? I mean, you look at some of these rosters and they do need a quarterback. So somebody will give up something for him, but whether it's going to be a lot is to be continued. Um, When you look at what the Packers are right now, they're a very, very good regular season team that has proven to not be able to get it done in the postseason, And that that's kind of where we're at with it. But Mm -hmm. that dictated the market. Russell Wilson's domino has fallen. We'll learn more about Deshaun mm. Watson come Friday once uh, once the investigator comes out with whatever their findings were, whether it be good or bad, but it doesn't sound great for Deshaun Watson when the attorney's already saying he's going to uh, plead the fifth, which is mm-hmm. not usually a very good sign. Um, so a, a lot to unravel there, and this is only the beginning when it comes to the uh, the NFL landscape, if you will, because this kind of transitions into what's next. The franchise tag deadline is over. We got who's staying. We got the contract extensions to whoever is going to get them. Now we look at the free agency landscape, Taylor, and there's a lot of big names out there. There's a lot of good names out there. There's one big name that won't be out there. There's one a, big name that will <laughs> not. That we thought maybe was on the move, uh, but yep. he will not because he succumbed to the temptation. Well, you know what? Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> he, he th- His parlays didn't even hit. Obviously, uh, we're talking about Calvin Ridley. He got suspended today for uh, a year for gambling. Um, on, I think he said three parlays that he bet be fifteen hundred on a, altogether. It's gonna and, be a uh, he was gonna be a future eagle. I swear. By <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought of you immediately when I saw the news because I was like, oh that man, that's one that Bryce really wanted. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, you can you can beat your wife, but you can't bet bet on uh, you know parlays. Ray Rice got a lesser suspension than Calvin Ridley. Make it make sense. Um, when you look at this free agent class, though, Taylor, it's very defensive heavy. Um, Teron Armstead on the offensive side of the ball is probably the best offensive lineman. But then you look at, you know, the likes of Marcus Williams, the safety from the Saints. Tyron Matthew is going to be uh, looking at free agency. Von Miller is a free agent. Carlton Davis is a free agent. Harold Landry is a free agent from the Titans. Uh, these are all defensive. So- I mean, Randy Gregory. Chandler Jones, Davion Clowney, all defensive players are on the top tier of this uh, free, uh, the free agency <laughs> list. So when you look at, you know, the state of free agency right now, I kind of look at the offensive side of the ball. And if you're not set right now at the quarterback spot, and if you're not set 
at the wide receiver spot outside of Allen Robinson, you are going to be, and I'm kind of referring this because I, I think this implies to you big time. <laughs> if you're not set at the quarterback position, if you're not set at the wide receiver position, you're in a heap of trouble this offseason. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much to go around, um, especially in terms of quarterback. I, I mean, Colts Twitter has been up and down a roller coaster. Um, and then today, you know, the, the the two big names that, you know, Colts fans in their, their dreams were thinking is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I didn't really think either one of them was really going to come. Not maybe realistic. Aaron Rodgers, no. if he left somewhere, maybe that would be the place. I didn't think Russ was ever the thing. So what... Colts fans and probably most other uh, team fan bases of teams that are quarterback needy is right now you're just you're living with what you got like you're not there's not a clear upgrade over Carson Wentz in my opinion out there there's just not and so I think either we run with it and see what we can do in a year two um, or you tank and I think that those are your two options if you're if you're with a quarterback like a Tua or something and I know the Dolphins well, are looking at. Deshaun Watson, seeing what happens there. Um, and that's been a whole thing. But like, if you, you're just riding with your quarterback as it is, or you're going to tank and hope for the well, best. And you, well, and you look at the best quarterbacks available via free. And now, if you don't go via draft, and this is not considered to be a strong quarterback class in no. this year's draft, you look at the quarterbacks left that could be available via trade, whether it be Deshaun Watson, again. A lot of murky water there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is now coming off a shoulder surgery. Um, and then, so those are the probably the best two options via trade. Carson Wentz, if you're not the Colts, Carson Wentz is probably going to be an option. And then you're looking around, and J- Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, and Marcus Mariota are your top three free agent quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jameis is coming off a torn ACL. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, you saw the potential. It's not very high. Um, You saw what he did in Chicago, sat behind Josh Allen in Buffalo, and now is entering free agency. A lot of rumors swirling that he's going to go join Dable with the Giants to compete for the starting job with Daniel Jones. A lot of talk there. And then Marcus Mariota, who, you know, he is 28 years old, hasn't really materialized into what a lot of people hoped he would be at this <laughs> no, point. He's a backup, he's a backup quarterback, <laughs> right? Any of the quarterbacks that I mentioned are backups. Um, mm-hmm. So, so like I said, I mean, to your point, Taylor, if you're the Colts and you have Carson Wentz, is it going to get better? Probably not. So you kind of have to sit there and say, okay, maybe this is what we ride for another year and see if he does materialize. But again, I mean, if he plays as bad as everyone seems to think he is, then we'll have a top pick in the draft anyway. And if he's not, and he surprises and he does well, maybe we can compete and get a playoff spot. And I mean, I would be happy with the playoff spot. Not that it's really helping the team because, you know, you're in that mediocre area where you're not really competing for a championship, but you're not bad enough to get a, a really good pick. That just seems to be the place where the Colts at least are at. Um, so it's concerning, but it's like at least run it back with Wentz another year. If it doesn't work out, then maybe ship him off or release him or whatever you got to do. Tank next year with Eleanor. See what you got with him. Maybe he's a diamond in the rough. Probably not. And you you wait for the next you know top pick that you can get where you can actually get a quarterback in a draft class that actually you know may be good. Two uh, years I mean, from now, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Exactly. Exactly. So like those are the names that jump off the page. 
will there maybe be a diamond in the rough type quarterback this year? Um, Probably. There There always is. But, you know, you never know, really. Like, you never know when the you're going to get a Patrick Mahomes or whatever. Or Tom Brady. And the thing with the draft class this year, like, nobody has that wow factor. I mean, at least from the Eagles side of things, I, you know, people keep throwing, and this is seeming to be the guy that seems to be skyrocketing up draft boards if they're interested in a quarterback, is Malik Willis out of Liberty. But at the same time, you look at, and, I, and I've started to really watch his tape, it's Jalen Hurts. So why are the Eagles going to take one of these draft picks and take a guy that they already have in theory. I mean, this guy, you know, he lacks size. He lacks overall accuracy, but can work on it. He has a decent deep ball, not great, very mobile. That's Jalen Hurts. Why am I going to draft a guy that's older than Jalen Hurts? And it just doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, I like Desmond Ritter, but a lot of people have questions about his um, accuracy. Kenny Pickett, I I don't think, is going to materialize like people hope he will. Um, It's just an overall weak draft class. Now, look, every year somebody proves somebody wrong, right? And to your point, there's always that diamond in the rough. But then there's other years that it just simply isn't that good. Um so it's going to be interesting to see which way yeah. this draft goes. And we'll talk about it more closer to the draft. But And somebody's going to trade up for these guys. Somebody is. You have yeah, you know, there always teams is. like this. You have teams like the Steelers. You have teams like the Commanders. I did it again. You have teams Washington. like Washington. You have teams <laughs> like Detroit. You have teams like Seattle now. Houston need these quarterbacks. They're going to trade up for them. Um, but are they going to materialize? I mean, we I'm see still, it every year. We see I'm it still in the year. camp when it comes to the Steelers. I still think that Jimmy Garoppolo would be a decent uh, uh, pairing for the Steelers. I, I'm on that boat. But um, when it comes to like the Colts, I, I think, you know, you named a bunch of other uh, um, free agents, especially defensive free agents, guys like Jadavian Clowney. We need edge rushing. We don't have a good edge rusher. We don't have a good pass rush at all. And so we need to improve that. If you improve that, if you make the defense for the Colts amazing, like a top five, top three defense, then you don't need as much from Carson Wentz. So it's, it's a trade-off where like if, if you if you improve in the other areas, then at, when, the, when the dice fall and you get the quarterback who can do just enough – do I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 10 quarterback? Probably not even top 10. Probably not. But he was able to take San Francisco, you know, all the way. They, almost twice to the Super Bowl. Like, it, it, they, they can, you don't have to have a great quarterback, but the rest of the team around you has to be fantastic in order for that to work. And so there's teams that are in this mediocre spot, and it's like, okay, well, maybe just focus on improving every other aspect of your team so that, if you're the Broncos, the same situation. A situation opens up where a Russell Wilson's available. You have all the other pieces around you, and you believe that you can make a run for it. Just make the rest of your team good. We've been talking about the Broncos for over a year now where they're just one quarterback away from having one of the best rosters in the NFL mm-hmm. and being able to compete. So why don't just do that? <clears throat> Instead of trying to tank, you know, try to win. If you don't, you know, get free agents get draft picks get what you can and improve your team around you so that when that time comes that that Deshaun Watson then becomes available make a move I mean Deshaun Watson is not available for the Colts ever 
because of the fact that you know Houston and the Colts are in the same division, and there's right. no way they're trading them in division for him to dominate them because he would. Deshaun Watson on the Colts would be scary, um, but we need other things too. We need a wide receiver. Go out and tr- see if you can snag Chris Godwin away from the from the Bucks and 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 improve the wide receiving core that way. That'll help Carson Wentz a ton because he only had Michael Pittman and then you know T.Y. Hilton half the time because he's hurt and old and whatever else. And we just lost Jack Doyle, so it's like we're we're turning over the receiving core in that way. But I just think improving the rest of your team and then maybe the quarterback falls into place. You don't necessarily have to start with the quarterback and then build a good team around him. In fact, that's probably the wrong way to do it because, you know, quarterbacks will get expensive after their rookie contract. So, and that's what, that's why when, when I look at, and I know a lot of our listeners are like, I don't care about the Colts. I don't care. We're about just putting it into perspective for other teams too. Uh, like we can't Move talk on. about all 30 teams. Right. 30. So like when, when I look at the Eagles and you know, we, we were just talking about, you know, how much the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. And I'm looking at, geez, that's a lot. The Eagles have the opportunity. Like Jalen Hurts did lead this. Let, let's be clear. Jalen Hurts did lead this team to the Super Bowl or not Super Bowl to the playoffs. <laughs> and I wish, geez, Nick Foles um, did that. Don't get twisted. No, no, no. <laughs> God bless that man. Um, but you, this team seems to be ahead of schedule. You have the head coach in place. You have Jalen Hurts, who has proven to be a baller. I mean, say what you want, but he has that winner mentality and will do what it takes to win a football game. You have all the cap space in the world. You have three first-round draft picks. You have the flexibility to really do whatever you want. You know the deficiencies of that football team. Build around it. Build this team and create this team that, you know, let Jalen Hurts grow or let Jalen Hurts fall. One of the two. But he, the way he played, he deserves at least another year to prove. I mean, this kid is 20. Jalen Hurts is 27 years old. He's younger than all but one of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Think about that. And he's been in the league for two years. Jalen Hurts is younger than all but one. So, like, I, I don't know. Give it time. Give it time. So, so each team is different. Each team is at different stages of the process, if you will. Um, the Broncos went all in. Broncos were at that, okay, we're a piece away. They went all in. We'll see if it materializes. The Colts you know are who else at the point went all in? need to build around. The Rams. The Rams went all in. And, and they, they won, a, su- and they a, won Super a Super Bowl. Now, but are you look they at screwed teams... five years from now? Yes, absolutely. Probably. But... but you look at teams like the Jets, where I feel like a lot of times they're trying to build from the quarterback out like they try to find that quarterback first so when they have these top draft picks not that i'm saying it's a bad thing to draft a quarterback with a top pick because it's probably that your best shot at getting one i suppose but it just seems like they're trying to get these picks so they they spend their first round pick on a guy like zach wilson you don't know how zach wilson's gonna be but he's surrounded by a terrible team and the same thing that happened to sam darnold you you I don't know if Sam Darnold is really good or whether he would have been better if he was on a different team, but I do think that being on the Jets hindered him and 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 stunted his development because of the fact that you're building you're putting a quarterback who could be good, could be bad. You have to develop him, but you're putting him on a shit team. And the shit team is all around like the team around him is shit. So it, it it's just like you're in a downward trajectory and then you're adding in a young quarterback. How do you think that that's going to affect the development of your young quarterback? Not a lot of teams are bad 
get the quarterback and immediately rise up like uh, an Andrew Luck. He was able to lift the Colts from being two and 14 to, you know, 11 and five the next year or whatever. They, they were able to rise up immediately because he was that good. But if you don't get that guy and you need to develop him, then you need to have the structure around him. Like the 49ers before you add in Jimmy Garoppolo, then you get him from the Patriots. And then now you have a great team and you're able to get to a Super Bowl. I think that's kind of a way that you have to do it with the Eagles. Same thing. Build the team around Jalen. He's not that bad. Even if you think he's not great, he's not that bad. So just build around him and then see how far he can take you. I think the same thing with Carson. Carson has his ups. He has his downs. Build the team around him and make the team unfallible around him. And then maybe you see how far he can take you. I will say this. um, Carson, when the team was you know, ready right. and built around him. Um, Nearly won MVP. He damn near won MVP. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he's the same quarterback he was then because a lot has changed since that time, but just just food for thought there. Before we get to some loose ends that we have to put a knot on, I do want to remind that we are sponsored by Johnstone Supply in Troy. And it is March, and we're about to talk about March Madness, and it's never too early, though, to start thinking about summer and AC. I know, if only, right? Call now for preseason pricing on John Goodman Central ACs, or if you're looking to go with Fujitsu Mini Splits, they've got that, too. The best quality products at unbeatable prices, and if you're a homeowner that's mulling your options and want to get hooked up with a local contractor that can figure out your family's needs, Call John Stone, and they've got you covered. And as always, lowest prices on Milwaukee tools guaranteed. Check out John Stone Supply today. I also want to remind our listeners that we are also sponsored by Mohawk Honda. And like I said, spring is here almost. Like I said, kind of wish. I mean, if you looked out on Sunday, it was spring. If you look out today, not so much. Um, but it's a great time to get into a new car. And at Mohawk Honda, you could go and visit them at Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville to work with people you can trust during the car buying experience. Follow Mohawk Honda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And this month, you can watch the Mohawk Honda staff compete in the Plate Change Challenge. March not only brings you this exciting event, but throughout the month of March, Mohawk Honda and Chevrolet is collecting athletic equipment for underprivileged kids in the Capital Region. Bring your equipment to either location to help the community this month to find the right price and right vehicle. The spot is Glenville, New York, and Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And I do want to get to Benson. I know it's a lot on the graphic, but I mean, this is loose ends here. I know you got to get a microscope. I didn't realize it would come out that small font, but you know what? Get over it. Um, Ben Simmons and the return to Philadelphia is on Thursday and he's not going to play. I knew he was too soft to, I knew he didn't have the balls to do it um, because of that poor, poor itty bitty back injury that he has um, or just, you know, the soft mentality. Um, the coward will sit on the bench though. And, uh, the, the booze will be loud. It will be proud. And, uh, it is going to be must watch television come Thursday night from the Wells Fargo center as the Nets take on the Sixers who, when Joel Embiid and James Harden have played since the trade 
are undefeated. I don't count the Heat game because half the team didn't even play. Um, Mm -hmm. But good win by your Heat, but I don't count it. I mean, I didn't want to see that anyway. I wanted to see them full strength and see how it goes. Yeah, I I, I was kind of disappointed. I was disappointed that Harden was sitting, and I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to be able to really judge it. Yeah, no, it's tough to judge when that, but, you know, I get it as well as a second game of back to back and Harden still is trying to, you don't you want him to be healthy. So I guess there's right. Right. And, uh, so back to the Ben Simmons to Philly madness. Um, (laughs) Simmons is per Steve Nash, fully aware of the reaction that he is going to get. And Nash said, it will be good for him to face. And the all-star wants to be on the bench supporting his nets teammates. Um, I can't wait because it's not even going to be closer for anyone. Um, but it'll allow the anger to be shown. But until Ben Simmons gets on that court and faces Joel Embiid and the Sixers in front of the Wells Fargo Center, there is no closure. But Ben will get a taste of what it's going to be like. I cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing it. But um, yeah, I, I, I wish I was I, there. I will. I don't blame him to wait i mean if he plans on being successful with the nets then he's probably gonna have to go through philly in the playoffs anyway so it's not like he's not gonna face the music like i i think i I don't i don't know because i don't know how the team's gonna play together i hope that they're good enough to get there because i would love to see um that what what uh is philly second right now or third in the second second that's right that's what I thought. So, so the Nets probably be in the play-in tournament, and they have a chance right there to be in a position to play Philly first round, which would be just delightful um, if Ben Simmons is out there first round of the playoffs with his new team and having to play in Philly. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. And we'll also see on the Kyrie Irving front in terms of the Nets. I mean, we've been hearing rumors that the 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 they may lift the mandate and he will be able to play in home games, but. Who knows? We'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But I don't know if the Nets are good enough. But I know that he's gonna hear it. He's gonna hear it. I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you what. In in his mind, he probably thinks he did what's best for him and how he handled this situation. And you know what? You're a, you're your own person. Good on you. Live your life. But to us, Philadelphians and Sixers fans. It feels like Simmons came up small in the playoffs and in any moment that could have defined his career and then got frustrated and quit on the organization when he took the brunt of the blame that was most deserved. Um, And that's what Thursday night is going to be about. It's more than just a trade request. It's more than just, you know, he is not mentally able to, you know, play and, you know, he wants a fresh scene. It's a rebuttal of the tough love and requited passion that turns Philly athletes into legends. He could have defined his career and become a legend in Philadelphia, and he chose to not be that and, and, you know, be just another forgotten piece in some dark Sixers history. And uh, it'll be a big boo fest on Thursday night. He won't get that tribute video that Doc Rivers some reason believes he deserves. And <laughs> uh, you're just going to have to simply sit on the sidelines and take it like a man. I know you haven't taken much like a man over your NBA career, but guess what? You're going to hear the music and uh, I cannot wait 
I cannot wait to see him cry on the bench because I know, I know how soft that dude is and he will not be able to handle it. I just know it. And uh, you know what? I hope Joel Embiid goes over there and just stares him down for a good couple <laughs> seconds right before the game starts. And uh, that'll be that. Um, but to me, closure will not happen until he takes the ball and faces the Sixers on the court. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Um, when it comes to these conference standings, Taylor, the Heat are three games over the Sixers. Um, it looks like between those two teams, they'll be battling it out for the top seed. Whether or not, I, I don't, you know, when it comes to these conference, you know, standings, uh, it's so hard to take um, stock into much because it changes every single day. Um, mm -hmm. you, you look at how close um, really three through six is. Um, Bucks, uh, Bulls, Cavs. Uh, who else am I missing? Celtics. Celtics, that's right. The Celtics threw themselves up there. Uh, it's mm -hmm. going to be a very exciting Easter conference, but I think based on our conversation from last week, this is the Heat and Sixers conference to really lose. I think so. I mean, the only one I think we both agree who could come up is the Bucks. The Bucks. Bucks are the only one that I no. think really. I mean, the the Boston is surging, um, but I I only think they can surge so far. It, it'll be good for them to go into the playoffs with uh, on a hot streak, um, but I don't know if they have enough to really overtake um, the Heat. Or, or Philly. I think the Philly could definitely overtake the Heat just because they're playing at such a high level right now with the introduction of James Harden. Um, but, you know, I think the Heat are going to keep on trucking on. And I, if anyone can get them to, you know, stay the course, it's Eric Sprolster, one of the best coaches in the NBA. Uh, so, yeah, I, I expect it to be pretty much around here. I think a little bit of jostling between those top three, but I don't think any one of these top three are going to fall out of it. In my opinion, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll keep that. We'll definitely talk. We might not have much time to talk about it next week, but we will try to talk about uh, the Ben Simmons return in the Eastern Conference standings, and of course, branch out to the Western Conference as well. But I did want to get to this as part of our tying the loose ends, and obviously, this week are the conference tournaments, and then next week we have the big dance. It starts next Thursday. Uh, the play-in games, I believe, are Tuesday. I think Monday and Tuesday of next week or Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Either way, um, <clears throat> March Madness is here. And Godzilla Media and Hooters has teamed up for a media bracket challenge. And obviously, you guys can face off against us um, in the Godzilla Media bracket challenge. Join us along with other Godzilla Media personalities in picking the Cinderella's, those dark horses, those final four national champions in this year's men's tournament. Top three finishers this year will get prizes thanks to the Albany Empire, Godzilla Media, and Hooters. So definitely a win-win for you guys. You get to see if you could beat us. You won't. Um, <laughs> but try. Um, and then win prizes along the way. The best place to watch all the madness is Hooters on Wolf Road, though. And trust me, it is an awesome atmosphere. More TVs than you can even watch and all the beer and all the fun and activities there. With the best prices and selection on Wayne's drink specials, like I said, the TVs 
and more, definitely check out Hooters. Wednesday, March 17th, though, Godzilla Media will present its NCAA Tournament Preview Show on its YouTube channel, thanks to Hooters, and on Friday, in between round one action with LeVac and Gaz, live on location, in between happy hour to break down and preview all the action. That is live at 5.30. Hooters is the place to enjoy the madness this month. Join the group today and... Whether you are on YouTube, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of the platforms that you see our episode, the link is in the description below. So if you look below, if you're on YouTube, just go to the description. If you're on Spotify, go back to our main page, open up the description. The link is in there. Start sharing this link as well among your friends. The more the merrier. It is an ESPN.com tournament challenge bracket. Uh, for Godzilla Media, just join there. And then, of course, when the brackets go live on Sunday night, go and make your picks and see who you can beat. Like I said, it won't be Taylor and I. Just like our fantasy uh, football, you're not going to take down sports with a Z and a T when it comes to the bracket <laughs> challenge. I can guarantee you that. But uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a tough tournament this year. There's not really that one team that you can really sit there and look and say they're the definite favorites. Um, there's some clear cut top tier teams. But this tournament right now, the way it looks, and obviously we'll see how the conference tournaments shape up this week and we'll get a clear view of how the seedings likely will be. Um, but when you look at the major contenders this year, there are uh, there are a good solid tier, but plenty of opportunity for a Cinderella to take hold of the storyline this year. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm not going to be one to say that you, I will guarantee that you'll beat me. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, I have a hard time sometimes picking picking the right ones because I, I, I put too much stock sometimes in, like, trusting Duke to, to do anything, and then they end up, you know, getting out when they're the second seed, the 15 seed beats them. Um, but Classic, uh, I, I, yeah, I know I have bad luck when it comes to the March Madness. I usually end up losing. Oh, that's um, okay. I had a f- 19 team parlay this past weekend on, <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday to win hit or something. 18 hit. Do you know who didn't oh. hit Duke? Duke. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> I had his I, final game. Uh, and, uh it one. wasn't. It wasn't the fight yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the UNC game. And I was like, there is yeah. no way on God's green earth Duke is losing this game. Nope. <laughs> it way to be, too Duke. Trust, way to do. Too much trust in Duke. Too much trust in Kentucky. Not doing that again. And way too much trust in Virginia. I know that it's it's not going to be an, as much of an issue this year, I think, with Virginia. But, um, yeah, way too much when they were, you know, high seeds, and I'm like, oh, I can trust Virginia to make it through three rounds. Nope, they're out in the Sweet 16. <laughs> or lose so, to a 16 seed. Or, yeah, or to be the only team to ever yeah, <laughs> lose to a 16 seed. Yep, again, yep, that too. So, uh, who knows? Uh, the the tournament's so hard to pick. I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of teams, and you never know. That's why they call it madness, because it, it really is madness. I will have the perfect tournament bracket this year. I'll oh, just yeah, throw that out you're winning, you're winning the million? I'm, I'm going to win the million dollars. You'll never hear from me again, and I will be off in the sunset somewhere. It's going to be uh, fantastic. Uh, but, no, this is this is one of my favorite times of year. I love especially the first weekend of March Madness. I love Thursday. It sucks that I'm going to be working on Thursday and Friday, but I will be having it on my phone. 
yeah, how how would that be like sitting in the courtroom? I, Your <laughs> Honor, I'm just watching watching the uh, basketball games here. What was that? Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year for sure. Until you know, by Sunday, your bracket is completely busted. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Definitely join the Godzilla Media League as uh, usual. And then one last final piece um, before we head on out of here, the MLB lockout. We're not really any further than we were last time we spoke. Um, There were some compromises today on each side, but it's looking more and more likely that a second week of games will be canceled. I'm sure by the time this show airs, that answer will be out there. But that is the belief if a agreement does not come down which let's be real we have per recording time we have about four hours left of Mm -hmm. uh tuesday's deadline but uh it's not looking great and it's uh it's a shame it's a shame but uh i I, you know i want to hold out hope that they'll get this figured out (laughs) sooner rather than later but they keep proving me wrong so um it's frustrating but uh mlb lockout still gridlocked Yep. Who knows how many games we're going to lose. We're definitely going on. I mean, this, this, there is going to be another week. Like it's, it's inevitable. Like you said, like we have like a couple hours left. I don't think that we're magically going to be coming to an agreement within the next couple hours. No, I don't see it. Um, Hopefully they can get on track because you know, we're losing weeks by the week and they have to come to some type of agreement for the sake of the entire sport. Not just this season, not just anything for the whole sport. You're already, you know, you're already losing popularity as it is among the youths of the world. Um, so you, you need to you need to put a product out on the field. So I mean, this is obviously going to be old news by the time you hear this episode. But as we end our episode, just so you know, the state of mind of sports with the ZNT before we let you all go. Um, The last that we know is that the MLB is expected to make their written proposal shortly based on earlier conversations with the union. That is as of 7.09 p.m. Eastern time. And with that, uh, let's hope hope that we're wrong come come, uh, airtime tomorrow morning. Uh, I highly doubt it. But for Taylor... Uh, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply and Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Get into that Hooters Bracket Challenge with Godzilla Media. Um, have fun with the conference tournaments this weekend. Have fun with the Ben Simmons return to Philadelphia. I know it doesn't take a Sixers or a Nets fan to be intrigued by that. Um, and, You're not going to uh, be able to hear the announcers. No, you're not. You're not. Don't even bother listening with the sound on. You know it's just going to be a rain of booze the whole freaking time. And then uh, enjoy NFL free agency as it approaches closer. The fireworks are about to go off in several sports, and we will be there every step of the way together. Uh, Right here with Sports with a Z and a T. March Madness, NFL free agency, NBA, MLB potential lockout ending not likely, but fingers crossed and uh, stay safe out there. And we will catch you next week. Enjoy the March madness, everyone. See you.